Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting through the key differences between eating for weight loss and eating for good health and well-being. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast. It's going to be a cool show today. We are wrapping up a three-part series on the key differences between eating to lose weight and just being a healthy eat up because there are actually differences between the two, obviously assuming that you want to lose weight in a healthy way because you can actually lose weight in an unhealthy way. And then there's the key differences between the two are more wide and varied. But in this last episode, I just want to talk through the nuances of dietary strategies and just sort of wrap up everything that I've been chatting about because it's been a pretty deep, big topic to go into. And fun fact about me is that I do like to waffle about these things. And I think what I really love most about doing this podcast is just the ability to just talk through the different facets that I find with healthy eating, because I don't always often get to do that with a client. They don't pay me to waffle on about you know, the fine details of behavioral stuff with eating. So I get to do that on this show. So thanks for listening. But just to do a quick recap, um, this series is really addressing the person who feels like they're eating really healthily, but they're not losing weight. And so I want to make some key distinctions between, you know, being a healthy eater and eating to lose weight to help you understand why you might not be getting the results that you're wanting from weight loss and and helping you work through that so that you're not frustrated anymore and you know how to fix it. And so like all things, I do like to take a really holistic approach to tackling an issue. And so we looked at what to eat and, and when to eat, how to eat, and then how much to eat. And really what it came down to is that what to eat and when to eat, there really weren't too many key distinctions between the two dietary strategies. You know, assuming that you want to lose weight in a healthy way, what to eat is whole minimally processed foods from all of the food groups, maximizing your intake of plants, fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, legumes, grains, etc. And and minimizing your intake of ultra processed foods is, is what we want to eat. When we want to eat, regardless of your goal, is really about personal preference and what helps you stay consistent for achieving your goals. So, you know, if you need to create the energy deficit, you want to eat in a way that helps manage your appetite in terms of when you're eating. And if weight maintenance, healthy eating is your goal, it's really eating in a way, again, that's potentially listening to your body mixed with what your daily routine is doing um, and when you can eat throughout the day. How to eat is starting to really differentiate a little bit. And and I talked about mindfulness and removing distractions and a lot of the advice around mindful eating and removing distractions around eating and slowing down your eating applies to both goals. 
they're probably more important for weight management because they do help with appetite management. But this idea of listening to your body, so stopping when you're full and eating when you're hungry, does change a little bit. So, of course, we do want to stop when we're full for both goals. But for weight loss, because you do need to create an energy deficit, you know, you might not always be able to eat when you're hungry because the nature of creating an energy deficit may mean that you're hungry occasionally. And and so it's just, I guess, what I would encourage every single person to do is figure out what the right approach is for them um, and, and approach their nutrition, ideally, if you can, with that really long-term mindset. And so most people that I meet these days, and I, do, I mean, I meet, meet lots of people, but they say to me that they're eating well, but they're not losing weight. And so if this is the case, nine times out of 10, they're simply not creating an energy deficit or they think they are, but they're actually not. So I've talked about calorie counting and the problems that can arise from that. Check out that previous episode. But basically you're either not creating an energy deficit at all, or you're not creating it consistently enough. So you're doing it a couple of days a week, but then there are other days in your week where you're eating more than their energy budget and your body's simply just averaging out your energy intake over time and there's no long-term deficit created. And so, you know, if you're not getting results, focusing on that deficit and whether you're creating it or not and whether you're able to consistently achieve that over weeks and months should be really the key focus of your attention when it comes to improving your food. Like, don't worry about, oh, should I have this supplement? Or, you know, do I need to fast in the mornings or get into the nitty gritty? That's really, those things are not going to make the difference. The difference will be 100% truly, really. If you genuinely got good diet quality, it'll literally then be about making sure that you the, the energy deficit's there and that it's sustainable. And a key part of the energy deficit being sustainable in that you can do it every day is that if you're too strict, so the energy deficit is too large, you get really hungry and then you overeat, thereby overcompensating for the calories that you had restricted and then you made up for them and more so. Um, And then, of course, that inconsistency either means you maintain your weight or in some instances for people is that they're putting on weight over time through this, this awful restriction overeating cycle. Now, the only time when I would say to a client, you actually need to eat more to get results is when I'm working with a highly active client. So doing a lot of exercise um, and depending on what their body composition was like, but a highly active client being really restrictive with their diet is um, often suffering from low energy availability and their fat loss has stalled as a result. But I've talked about this in a previous episode called Red S, which is relative energy deficiency in sport. So check out that episode if you'd like more info on that. But for the most part, just like general exercise, 30 minutes to an hour a day, and then you're an office worker, you're just not in a deficit or you're not doing it consistently enough. And because being in a deficit, I guess, is just so important for weight loss, this is where sometimes the advice can start to differ between weight loss and general healthy eating when it comes to like other facets of your diet. So for example, you know, it will affect how much you eat day to day, but it that will then have a flow and effect to how much alcohol you drink or, you know, how much soft drink you can drink or your your social situations, like how often you dine at a restaurant or go to a cafe or what you eat at parties. So realistically, because weight loss requires the deficit, 
it often, you know, weight loss results that you can see often requires more structure and then a consistent adherence to that structure to ensure that the energy deficit is created. And this is where it's kind of like you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? If you want weight loss results that you can see, you have to have structure, consistent adherence to that structure. And that may mean not eating at certain social occasions, being really mindful about what you choose at a restaurant and ensuring it fits within your energy budget, you know, removing alcohol from your diet, different things that will help you achieve that energy deficit. However, if you're happy with very slow weight loss results, one's you know, results that you can't see as much, then making very small tweaks one at a time and then practicing these habits will actually eventually result in fat loss, but you've been more flexible and you're more socially engaged. So when I meet someone who's like, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to stop drinking alcohol and going out with my friends. And basically what they're saying is that I want to keep doing everything that I'm doing, um, but I want weight loss results. And then apparently I'm just supposed to like click my fingers and get that for them. But that's not how it works right? There is biology and physiology in place that I cannot override. So I guess what the point of me going over this is to just go, there's no rules, right? You're an adult. The way that you approach this is 100% up to you. You can go fast. You can go slow. You can eat out all the time. You can not eat out. You can drink alcohol. You can not drink alcohol and eat your brownie, not eat your brownie, whatever it is. But you have to decide the kind of energy deficit that you want to create whether you can consistently stick to that to then get the results that you're after. And I think really articulating that in your mind and clarifying what's required from your lifestyle in order to get the results you want is really, really important. Because at the end of the day, it's your choice, right? But just don't kid yourself. You can't, you can't have it both ways. <coughs> I remember talking with a client who just refused to portion control, eating really well, but they didn't really know like were they eating 150 grams of steak or 200 grams of steak or half a cup of rice or one cup of rice or four standard drinks of alcohol a week or 20 standard drinks. They just, they didn't really know and they didn't want to measure it and they didn't want to portion it out. And I said to them, I was like, that's fine. You absolutely don't have to. Like I am not your boss, nor do I, you know, you have to do what I say. But what I would like to think of myself is like a GPS. So you punch in to me where you want to go. And I show you the most realistic and sustainable route to get there because that's what I'm passionate about doing. You know, I can show you a stricter, more rough (laughs) route to get there, but I'm going to show you the realistic and sustainable route. And it might look a little bit long for you and you might not want to go that way and you might want to go another way. But if you go in a direction that um, (laughs) is different from what I'm saying, you're not going to get to the destination that you want because like I said, there is biology and physiology in place that we just can't override. There are no hacks. Something's got to give, some changes got to be made. And and that, my friends, is the key distinction between eating for just general health and well-being and eating for weight loss. And so to finish off this episode and this three-part series, my advice for those who are frustrated by a lack of weight loss results would be to do these four things. Firstly, is to start honestly tracking your food intake and, and your consistency with it. And you must track with curiosity and not judgment. Like this is not about slapping yourself on the wrist or kicking yourself up the bum. Just get an honest look about how consistent you really are with your diet quality, with your energy deficit, with eating out, with your alcohol intake, whatever the different habits are, be really honest with yourself and actually see what reality looks like. Don't just rely on your intentions. 
The second thing is that once you see the results of tracking this, either food journal or habit tracker, is then highlight what your key barriers to consistency are. Is it meal planning or is it that you're being too restrictive and you're getting really hungry and it's not sustainable or is it that you need to change your food environment and remove certain things from from your home and or put certain foods in your home whatever your barriers are focus your efforts on overcoming those so that then you can get the consistency that you're after the third thing is to think about whether you can actually start to measure out your portions And I know that this is controversial and there are some dietitians and nutritionists out there who will disagree with me about this, but I don't take extremes. I'm not in the extreme that you have to weigh and measure out everything and do that for the rest of your life. Mm -mm, No, you do not. But I'm also not in the extreme as well that you just just chuck it on your plate, an arbitrary amount of food and hope for the best, right? I'm into the middle ground, finding the balance in between. Sometimes it's a good idea to just measure out your rice. Like how much rice are you eating? Measure it out. Are you eating half a cup or a cup? Because it makes a big difference to your energy intake between those two. And like I said, with the salmon example in the earlier um, episode, is that if a number of foods across the day, you're eating more than you think you are, there's your deficit gone, right? It easily adds up. So think about measuring your portions just to check in on what you're actually eating versus what you think you're eating. Lastly, get one-on-one support from someone who can objectively look at your diet and honestly tell you how you're eating. And and don't go in there and, and spout off your intentions to them because if you do that, because your intentions are really healthy, the dietitian or the nutritionist will go, great, you should be losing weight if that's what you're eating. So tell them what's really happening and just be like, oh, well, I'm intending to eat like this, but some days I buy a takeaway lunch or some days I grab a couple of packets of chips or whatever it is. And it's not to demonize your food choices. You can eat chips, buy a takeaway burger for lunch. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. But it's being able to honestly reflect on your food choices and see, is my diet quality good? Am I creating an energy deficit? And am I doing that consistently enough to get the results that I'm after? Well, that's it for this episode and this series. If you have any more questions about this stuff or you want to know more about anything nutrition food related, hit me up on social. I'll answer the question on the show. Otherwise, have a fabulous day team and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.